everybody. Hope you're doing good tonight. Sorry we're running just a little bit late. Just to launch right into what's happening. President Trump announces another peace deal in the Middle East. Israel and Morocco. I mean, allegedly, he's no, he's not going to be president any longer on January 20th, which we all know that's not going to happen. He's still going to be president on January 20th and afterwards for the next four years. However, think about this. How many presidents have you ever seen allegedly as a lame duck? And that's with all the media, everybody in the media saying he's a lame duck. He's out signing another peace deal, getting it done. All he had to do was, you know, John Kerry said that it's impossible. Unless you sign, unless you fix the Palestinian situation, you can have no other peace accords, he said in his very condescending tone that he uses looking down his glasses at, at the great unwashed. John Kerry said that. Trump just goes ahead and does it anyway. All Morocco wanted was a certain amount of recognition. They gave it to him. President Trump announces another peace deal in the Middle East. This is via the Gateway Pundit. Israel and Morocco agree to full diplomatic relations. So let's go down the list, shall we? Uh, let me add up Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden's uh, peace deals that they did during their eight years in office. Uh, let me add them up. Zero point zero. And so far, Trump has a peace agreement between Israel and the UAE, Israel and Bahrain, Bosnia and Kosovo, Israel and the Sudan, Israel and Morocco. I think we can tell who the better president is. And that, I mean, just all the time, the media, Democratic Party acts like he's some sort of attack on, you know, democracies and diplomatic relations around the world. We're going to bring America back into the world forum. How much, how much better could it get? Five peace deals, five peace deals in the midst of being habitually attacked in the midst of being in the midst of being beat, impeached. President Trump just keeps on delivering 450 to 475 miles worth of wall. Whatever it is, president Trump always delivers. That's why I vote for the man. That's why every single time. The main reason why is because he's pro-life, but he delivers on everything. Update, 17 states from the Gateway Pundit. Join Texas, 17 states. It's now 18, so I'll just correct it myself. 18 states join Texas in Supreme Court lawsuit against Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania over fraudulent election. You can put that up, Aaron. Here they are, if that includes all 18 what was the last one to join? I can't remember. Arizona. Yeah, Arizona's not. So you can, you can put red in Arizona because they just joined also. And and the funny thing is Arizona has certified their election. These are Republicans actually going backdoor around the governor because the governor's an incompetent idiot in Arizona. So they're doing it anyway. They don't need the governor. It's all AGs anyway. But those states so far, Missouri, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Montana, uh, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, and West Virginia, and now Arizona. God bless you guys. I'm telling you, this is the path right here. The charges are equal protections under the law, violation of equal protections under the law. In other words, what happened was the reason why they're suing is because all of these uh, governors and Supreme Courts in each one of these states, the states being Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin, whether they went through their courts as Supreme Courts or uh, Secretary of States like Raffensperger in Georgia, they changed their laws unilaterally. You're not allowed to do that. What I mean by that is a court cannot change election law. You cannot go, just like Pennsylvania had 260,000 
mail out mail in ballots were received last year in 2016 this year it was like 2.7 million even though they only mailed out 1.8 you can figure that out on your own which is again a statistical impossibility not anomaly but anyway you cannot change your election laws via a court via a governor via even an ag you cannot you cannot change it uh, just Will it, it has to go through the legislative process. It has to go through the House of Representatives in each and every state. If it didn't happen that way, then the, these, the, every vote in that state is illegal because the, vo- the votes that you have to go through, it's not, even, it's not just in the state constitutions, it's in the Constitution of the United States. In order to change your election laws, It has to go through the state House of Representatives. That did not happen in Wisconsin. That did not happen in Pennsylvania. That did not happen in Michigan. That did not happen in Georgia. They went ahead and they had mass mail-out, mail-in voting where you didn't have to have signature matches. You didn't have to have postmarks. They extended their elections to to being able to receive mail-in ballots three days after the election. That is all illegal. It's just a matter of whether or not... People will have the guts to enforce the law. Right is right, wrong is wrong. If this had happened, and this is the reason why Trump got elected, I'd be saying the same thing, which is the difference between me and an immoral, principleless Democrat, is that I stand for what is right, period. If it benefits me, I stand for it. If it doesn't benefit me, I stand for it. If we were depending on... Uh, you know, these unilateral moves by secretaries of states and state courts to change the voting system, to to change the election system. And we were depending on that. And that's what happened. And they changed it that way without going through the legislature. And Trump won because of it. I would fight against it so that Trump would lose. Because right is right and wrong is wrong. Period. That's the way that it is. So it's equal protections under the law and violating their own election laws. 100 House Republicans have now signed on in support of this lawsuit. Statistician in Texas lawsuit against Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin from the Gateway Pundit says probability of Biden winning election was one in quadrillion. Dr. Cicchetti is the former deputy director of the Energy and Environmental Policy Center at Harvard University's John Kennedy School of Government and received his Ph.D. in economics from Rutgers University. According to Dr. Cicchetti, his calculations show the probability of Joe Biden winning the popular vote in four states independently given President Trump's early lead in those states as of 3 a.m. on November 4th, 2020 is less than one in a quadrillion. Dr. Cicchetti's analysis calculates that for Joe Biden to win all four states collectively, the odds of that event happening decrease decrease to less than one in a quadrillion to a fourth, one and one quadrillion. This analysis by a world-respected statistician is shocking. From Doug Mastriano, Mastriano tweet, 24 of the U.S. U.S. Pennsylvania senators are also joining the Texas lawsuit before the Supreme Court. This thing is gaining momentum. It is the biggest thing happening right now, and I'm flat out saying it. The Supreme Court, if they have an ounce of integrity, must docket this lawsuit. It must happen. You must hear it. You must have these people. Ted Cruz will be arguing on behalf of Texas. You must hear it. 
or you have zero integrity, differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. Have some integrity. I Listen, ask yourself this question, Democrats. What would happen if it was a Democrat-controlled Supreme Court and this was a Democrat case coming towards you? You think they'd hear it? I think we all know the answer to that. All right, Lou Dobbs tweet. The 2020 election is a cyber Pearl Harbor. The left-wing establishment have aligned their forces to overthrow the United States government. Here's the documentation that goes along with it. This is a little bit wordy and a little bit lengthy, but stay with me. Put the first one up. This should be a big, long one first. There you go. People need to get familiar with four names, two political leaders. Remember what Lou Dobbs just said, 2020 election is a cyber Pearl Harbor. Aligned forces to overthrow the United States. People need to get familiar with four names. Two political leaders, Jorge Rodriguez. He's the communications minister of Venezuela, and he's been the Cuban's main representative in Venezuela since the days of Chavez. He goes on TV down there daily to mock us. We have evidence that he has been the political leader of the election stealing project, the CEO of it, Khalid Machib Mazab. He is the Venezuelan, Venezuelan of Lebanese origin who is the right hand and business front man of Jorge Rodriguez. He has been in the, the effective COO of the election project under Chavez and Maduro. Khalil is a liaison with Hezbollah. Two technical experts, Gustavo Reyes Zamata. Zameta. He is the American-born Venezuelan who came up with the idea and designed and created the programs. He also worked as the founder and consultant in addition to other business ventures. Antonio Mujica, CEO of Smartmatic. Now, why is he CEO of Smartmatic? Because Lord Malik Brown is now the head of the Open Society. Lord Malik Brown, who used to be the CEO of Smartmatic, has just been hired by George Soros to head the Open Society Foundation. So this former CEO of Smartmatic has now just been put, put in charge of George Soros's organization. The Smartmatic is the software that ran 30 elections, 30 states' elections in the United States. The CEO of that during the election Lord Mark Mullock Brown from London, England. He's just been put in charge of the Open Society's Foundation, Open Society Foundation, which is George Soros's organization. Well, he's just been replaced by this guy. Put that back up for me, Aaron. Thank you. Antonio Mojica, CEO of Smartmatic. He's now the CEO, is the face of the company. Notice the last word. Now, we have contracts, program details, incriminating information in history. We have a warning to the mainstream media. You have purposely sided with forces that are trying to overthrow the U.S. system. These four people and their collaborators executed an electoral 9-11 against the United States with the cooperation and collusion of the media, the Democratic Party, and China. It is a cyber Pearl Harbor. We have identities, roles, and background of Dominion Smartmatic people. This will turn into a massive RICO filing. It is a, it is Smartmatic Dominion Voting System, Sequoia SGO. If you come forward now to cooperate with law enforcement, you'll be better off. Cuba and Venezuela aligned with George Soros. Remember, George, the guy now, you can leave it up there, and the guy that is now in charge of George Soros' organization as of three, four, five days ago is Lord Mark Mullock Brown. Who's, who used to be the CEO of Smartmatic. I mean, come on, everybody. Please see it. 
Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. No, it's not. This is fact. Cuba and Venezuela align with George Soros, the Chinese Communist Party, the Democratic Party, and the American media against the will of the people of the United States. All right, I'm put up the next one. There you go. We have evidence leaking all these companies together in legal documents, ownership structures, and sales of the companies. We already uncovered a Chinese investment of $400 million in Dominion. That is an absolute fact. Facts right there. That happened. Four weeks, one month before the election, there was a $400 million investment in Dominion by the Chinese. That is an absolute fact. It was on the New York Stock Exchange. It's an absolute fact. It did happen. Put it back up there for me, Aaron. Thank you. We now have corporate documents, the names of shareholders, and the amount of, the, of stock they own, their schedules the ca- and calendars, their messages and uh, to and from one another. We have technical presentations that prove there is an embedded controller in every Dominion machine that allows an election supervisor to move votes from one candidate to another. You've seen the video out of Georgia, which I'm going to show you in a second, that's been on Twitter the last two days with a woman demonstrating that capability. We have the architect and systems that show how the machines can be controlled from external sources from the Internet in violation of voting standards, federal law, state law. Hey, Raffensperger, why did you allow these into your state? Why did you why did you meet with Mark Elias from Perkins Coie and ushered this garbage in to the state of Georgia in March of 2020? Raffensperger, the state, the uh, secretary of state for Georgia. Brad Raffensperger met with Mark Elias, an attorney for Perkins Coie. Perkins Coie, who hired Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele, the Steele dossier. Mark Elias, a Democratic hack attorney, meets with the Republican state attorney. Republican state attorney in Georgia in March of 2020. What to ch- to to do what? To reform, and I don't mean like just a a small, I'm talking about a reformation, a reforming of the elect, of the uh, absentee ballot slash mail-in ballot system in the state of Georgia in March. Why would you meet, if we were to meet with anybody, why wouldn't you meet with Rudy Giuliani or a Republican official? Why is Brad Raffensperger meeting with Mark Elias Perkins Cooey hack? In March of 2020. Why? Because of this stuff. That's why. All right, put that back up for me here. We have proof that a current county election supervisor is a former senior executive of Dominion Voting Systems. This is a county that had significant voting anomalies, just like the county in Texas. That has never gone blue in the history of that entire county ever. It's never been blue. And then lo and behold, this is the first year it's ever gone blue. And what do they have? a Dominion voting system person in charge of their local election. How did this happen? Kennecoa tweet via Kyle Becker, Dominion. Watch this demonstration of Dominion's adjudication process. Now ask yourself, why did these counties adjudicate so many ballots and how many ballots were adjudicated, which adjudicate means to judge. You're judging the ballot, whether it's good or bad. Ask yourself, why did these counties adjudicate so many ballots and how many ballots were adjudicated around the, uh, around the country? Fulton County, Atlanta. Remember, there's five cities here. Bring it back to me here real quick. Five cities, remember... Joe Biden un- underperformed in every metropolitan 
area in the country underperformed Hillary Clinton. So he underperformed Hillary Clinton in Miami. He underperformed Hillary Clinton in Tampa. I'm just using Florida. Underperformed Hillary Clinton in Jacksonville, Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas. He underperformed Hillary Clinton in Los Angeles. He underperformed Hillary Clinton in New York. He underperformed Hillary Clinton in Cincinnati and Cleveland. He underperformed Hillary Clinton everywhere on the planet except for five places. Five places. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Detroit. That is it. He underperformed. He won 17% of counties. The lowest ever for a winner of a presidential election. He lost nine, He lost 20 of 21 bellwether counties. The counties that always predict are always 100% accurate in predicting who's going to win. He lost Florida and he lost Florida and Ohio. Nobody has won the only one person since 1900 has won the presidency with while losing both of those states and that was John F Kennedy in 1960. He lost this election by a landslide. You want to see how they work the machines? Play it for me, Aaron. No, wait just a minute. I want to go and um, I think I want to vote for Jason Shaw. They didn't vote that ballot while ago. There wasn't nothing there. Let me, yeah, I think we need to vote for him. And I'm going to complete it. Confirm ballot saved, move to next ballot. Okay. So it pulls up the next ballot that needs to be adjudicated. So you made a vote for someone where someone did not vote. I did, didn't I? And you're the election supervisor? I'm the election supervisor. I am the person that sits and does the adjudication. Yes, sir. Go back to the Trump and Biden race and decide, since both are marked, you just count one of them and not count the other one? Let's see. Yep, sure can. I think I want to vote for Biden. Let's let Biden win this one. Here's Dominion software for you, the Smartmatic Dominion right uh-huh. here. So you But I decided this this Al he I don't know why her hand is yellow. Let's not let nobody vote for that. And complete. Okay. Well, here's another one. I don't think any votes need to vote on this ballot. I don't I think this really needs to be just a blank ballot. Hold your camera horizontal when you're shooting videos complete there we go there you go changing things so if she can do it somebody can easily since they are all connected to the internet internet which the dominion representatives and democratic hack politicians that are all habitual pathological liars they'll tell you that dominion was not hooked up to the internet that's all lies so everybody knows that's all lies they were witnessed by multiple people in Detroit, they were all hooked up to routers. Dominion is always hooked up to the internet. They came in. I may not have time to get to this video tonight. There's a woman that testified that she was sitting at her voting station. She had a problem with the pad, with her pad that's hooked up to Dominion software. Smartmatic software had a problem. They they remoted in. You can't do that. They remoted in, fixed her stuff. You know what that means? When somebody, you give somebody you control over your computer, they remote in. You can't do that without the internet. They're always hooked up to the internet. That's what was happening, folks. All right, Stephen Crowder tweet. As always, we're going to be going in and out. 
in and out of different things tonight, mainly corona and election fraud. But this is a side note right here. Just too good. A lot of you have seen this, but too good to pass up. We have this young, we, we'll have this young man and his parents on the show tomorrow. Steven Crowder tweets. Play the video for me. back to me who is this guy who are you to tell anybody what they can or cannot have for christmas aren't you a mall hack employee isn't that what you are you clown you democratic party liberal anti-gun anti-child baby butchering clown who are you to tell somebody's kid what toy they can and cannot have the kid asks you what you want. You say, okay, you idiot. Who are you? Who are you to tell a kid that? That you can't have a Nerf gun? I mean, what kind of hippie, cannabis-smoking, moronic fool are these people putting in these Santa Claus outfits? Well, Steven Crowder fixed everybody, which is a great thing. He's, he writes on his next tweet, Merry Christmas to everyone except the commie Santa imposters. He actually had, this kid looks big, but he's only four. He had the four-year-old, he had this four-year-old on his show the next day, which, by the way, is my favorite clip of the week. Play it for me. Was it that you asked that unqualified helper <laughs> for uh, at the mall? A Nerf gun! Ho, 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 ho! Well, that sounds like a wonderful gift, a wonderful toy. And that man told you no? Oh, well, let me tell you, that's not the, that's not the real Santa. He's what your parents will teach you about when you get older. He's what we call a communist. And we, we had to get rid of them at the North Pole. I don't know if you know this, but Santa actually has used firearms for a very long time and also, of course, always taught and encouraged firearm safety. And when I travel on my sleigh up north, sometimes we get bears or we get oh, something, yeah. you know, that could hurt Santa's reindeer. So Santa, old Saint Nick, packs a heater. Yeah! That's what you do. That's America right there, baby. That is what you do. That is how you live. Unapologetic. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Who cares what they think? People are like, oh man, you're, you've got Santa with a firearm. Darn right. Absolutely. Santa, Santa needs to be packing heat at all times. Woo. Amen. I'm all fired up now. 
You may not like it. I'm going to quote Ric Flair right now since I already did a whoo. You may not like it, but you had better learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. The United States of America, constitutional, the constitutional United States of America. All you cowards need to grow a set and start standing up and stop worrying about what the left says about you. Stop worrying about the names they'll call you. Stop worrying about whether your your leftist friends will disassociate themselves with you. Who cares what a baby butchering? They can't tell what sex they are. Crowd thinks. Who cares what they think? All right, Newsmax. I'm all fired up now. Newsmax, December 7th. Joe Biden's original sin, Greg Kelly. The The lying is systemic, and Biden is part of it. Play it for me. Take a look at these guys. You tell me back to back. Let's watch. Let's watch. Take it full. Who's who's up for the job? To drain the water <laughs> and reclaim America's destiny has just begun. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. No contest, right? No contest. By the way, I think the Biden people aren't as confident as they are trying to convey. You know, Kamala Harris has not resigned her seat, I'm told, uh, yet in the United States Senate. Barack Obama, when he won back in 2008, he resigned before Thanksgiving. I think they're um, just keeping their options open. All right, back to me. There you go. Who would you pick? Side by side? There's absolutely no question who's more presidential. All right, Washington Examiner tweet. Virginia, here he is, old Ralphie. There's old Ralph them for you. Washington Examiner tweet, Virginia governor announces curfew. Here we are, folks. Bring it back to me real quick, Aaron. 278. This is day 278 of 15 days to flatten the curve. And I got Christians out there wearing their masks. How can you be so dumb? How can you be so blind to not see the precursor to the mark of the beast that the mask is? How can you not see it, Christians? And yes, I pick on the Christians first because I am a Bible-believing Christian, which means I follow 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17, where judgment begins at the house of God first. So you got Christians out there. They're following baby butchering moronic fools like Ralph KKK Northam, Ralph Blackface Northam. They're following him around. Put that back up for me, for me here in the Washington Examiner tweet. Virginia governor announces curfew on day 278. Yes, I'm putting that in myself of 15 days to flatten the curve. Announces curfew and other coronavirus restrictions. Masks required indoor and outdoor. Private spaces, curfew, social gatherings, limited to 10 people. Oh, we're just going to do our part to keep the hospitals from being overwhelmed. Oh, I wonder what, who it was that was telling you that that was a bunch of, a bunch of bull crap back in March. Oh, Roddy Iyer Brown was telling you. Jonathan Shuttlesworth was telling you. I was telling you. Bull, and here we are, 270, I mean, are we going to get the 365, 365 days, the 15 days to flatten the curve? The church is shut down first, led the way, you bunch of capitulating, collaborating, ankle-grabbing, absolute gutless cowards. What are you doing, Ralph Northam? You're, you might as well go vote for a baby butcher like him. Kyle Becker tweet. 
How many witness statements? Until there is buy-in. Something rotten was going on in these Democrat-run cities. Do we need a 1,000 witness statements? They have over 800, by the way. 800 sworn statements. 800 plus. It was 800 last week, so it's probably 900 now. Eight to 900 sworn statements of election fraud. And no court will hear it. You know why? Because they're corrupt. The FBI's corrupt. The court system is corrupt. All they care about, all these politicians care about, and all these people are politicians. Even FBI agents, they're politicians. All they care about is, what does somebody think of me? What will happen if I do this? What will happen if I do that? You do what's right. It doesn't matter what happens. Do we need a 1,000 witness statements? We've already got 900. We're supposed to believe they're all lying, okay? Charge them with perjury. Prove they're lying. Alice tweet, Michigan, a van full of ballots showed up at 3.30 a.m. with at least 50 boxes of about 1,000 ballots per box. Nobody knows where they came from. There was no chain of command. Play it for me, Aaron. I was there at uh, approximately 3 to 3.30 a.m., and I saw the huge dump of ballots that were uh, delivered to the counting hall. I noticed that the uh, city of Detroit clerk's office uh, had there was their emblem on the white van that showed up with the ballots. Uh, Janice Winfrey's name was on there and a number presumably uh, for Janice Winfrey's office. Uh, I estimated that it was over uh, 50 boxes that I counted and I estimate that up to a thousand could have been fit in each box, uh, large boxes. Uh, there was no chain of custody. There was no accountability. There was no transparency. Nobody knew where these ballots had been. Uh, they say had to be turned in at 8 p.m. Uh, they showed up at approximately 3.30 a.m. So seven, seven and a half hours is a, lot, a long time for these ballots to be kind of in limbo, not with anyone uh, knowing where they are. Uh, there have been no answers up to this point. Yeah, absolutely nothing to worry about there. 50,000 ballots show up at 3.30 in the morning. Explain to me how that could be. Ex- explain to me how that could be in Michigan, which is on the basically, depending on where you're at, basically the same time zone as we are. And at 3.30 in the morning, 50,000 ballots show up in a van, no chain of custody. Nobody knows where they come from. And the state, but the, their Supreme Court won't take the case. What do you do? Let me ask you a question, everybody. What do you think you're supposed to do? If you have a, if you have a county that has 250,000 citizens and 375,000 people voted, that's not great voter turnout. That's election fraud. If you have 250,000 citizens, that would probably mean you've got maybe 200,000 eligible voters and three, you have 374,000 ballots or 374,000 people voted. You toss that entire precinct out. Well, that would disenfranchise people. Doesn't matter. If you're so poor at running an election, then you can answer to your constituency. Those are all gone. And that is the case in, I mean, Pennsylvania. They sent out, this is the state of Pennsylvania, sent out 1.8 million mail-in ballots. 1.8 million. How many did they get back? 2.7 million. That's impossible. That's not great voter turnout. That's impossible. That means people are out there printing their own. The entire state is now out. Joe Biden doesn't get the electors, nor does Trump. They're out. 
Well, you can't do that. That would disgrace Tom Wolf. He's already he's already a disgrace. All right, sure, I'll take vaccine. Play that, put that one up for me. Here you go. Sure. This is from my buddy Paul. I never like to use your last name, Paul. I appreciate this. Guy stole this from you on Facebook if you're watching. Paul S. Love you, brother from church. Sure, I'll take the vaccine. Just mail it. Just mail it to me. My health and safety is too important to show up in person, just like mail-in voting. You know, safe, secure, and honest. So just mail it to me. I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give myself the shot and send the paperwork back saying I'm vaccinated. You all trust me, right? Yeah, just like hey, just like mail-in balloting, right? So you trust everybody. How, uh, strange, I don't think it'll go that way. I don't think people will just trust that you are vaccinated. You should, if you take this vaccine, you're a stupid fool, just to let you know. I don't care what you think what, about what I just said. I don't care what you think of me. You take a stupid, ridiculous vaccine that's already showing... It's given people Bell's palsy already, and you're going to take it? You're a fool. You're a stupid fool if you take something rushed, absolutely rushed to completion in what, less than a year? Most vaccines take a decade, and this is going to be less. I don't care if Trump endorsed it. I told you, I have principles. I don't care if Trump's wrong, I'll say he's wrong. I'm not like a Democrat who has one of their Democratic leaders who's absolutely wrong, like like Eric Swalwell, sleeping with a Chinese spy. And because he's a Democrat, they won't say anything bad about him. If Trump is wrong, he's wrong. He was wrong about the COVID response a lot of the time, too. Still is. I still see Trump, Trump administration people take your stupid masks off. What do you have to lose at this point? you got to have people like me behind you. I still see Pence out there running around today with his stupid mask on. Take that freaking thing off your face. Does nothing anyway. It does absolutely nothing. You ever look at the charts? Every chart is exactly the same no matter where or when you put the mask mandate or lockdown mandate in place. Every chart, every country, every state, every county is exactly the same every time. They all look like this. You ready? Here, I'll break it out. I'll show you. This is what everything always looks like every single time. That's what it looks like every time, every single time. Here's the initial outbreak comes down. They start issuing mass mandates and lockdowns in here, and then it spikes back up. Every single, I'm talking about, yeah, Aaron, throw that up there. I know it's out of place, right? Everybody, they always look like, there's New York, the greatest governor on the planet, the most demonic one. That's what it looks like every single time. I can draw it by memory because they all look the same. And I've looked at so many of them and I've put so many of them up on the show. They all look exactly the same every single time. They all need to knock it off with the mask bull crap. Like, Tom, you're all fired up. I don't know why I'm so fired up. I was in a great mood when I came in. Now I'm all mad. Where am I at? Oh, Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan tweet. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Let's go back and see where am I at. How am I completely out of order here? What did I do? All right, well, wait, I got to set it up. Oh, yeah, put the put that. I, I know why, because I don't have it written. Aaron, put that. Oh, I wrote, I drew on it. That's why I'm out of order. Yeah, put that back up. Sure, I'll take the vaccine. So you got that, right? Put it back up. There you go. Sure, I'll take the vaccine. Now, here's the thing. Are you sure you want to take it? Because we have video, live video footage. Of a girl who took it. Listen to her voice. Play for me. What's wrong with your arm? Oh, nothing. I just got the new COVID vaccine. 
I got a text this morning and said, they could stop by the house and give it to me. No lineups or anything. It's just sometimes there's some side effects and I have to let them know, but I feel good. You take that vaccine, you're a fool. I'm telling you that right now. All right, Representative Jim Jordan tweet. That's it, in there? Yeah, Jim Jordan or Tom Elliott. Yeah, we'll go. We'll just go with that one. And you know, I think that was the one we lost. Maybe. All right, let's go. With, let's go. With Tom Elliott tweet. Doctor Fauci, America's independent spirit. All right. Oh, it's just video only, isn't it? All right. Here's Doctor Fauci. Now, this is a rerun. I played this before. And this is Doctor Fauci saying, "Yeah, Americans and those in the UK, we've got an independent spirit, but it's time to do what we're told. Play it for me. I'm setting it up. So, are there up other countries things. that you? Yeah, there are countries that seem to be doing well that then weren't doing so. Are there countries now that hold up as models for? You know, pretty good response to this. You know, the answer is yes, but right now it that seems that every country is suffering. Seconds, yeah. We are often compared. There we go. That's good enough, right there. Who was saying the UK is very similar to where we are now in outbreak because each of our countries have that independent spirit, but we don't want to be told what to do. Well, I understand that, but now is the time to do what you're told <laughs> and i think it really is something that we should be doing right now so all right so what you're talking about is walking the fine line right. between yeah you can take uh, doing what you're told and shove it right up your caboose fauci not going to happen washington examiner tweet after his emmy win let me just let me let me commentate on this for just a second bring it back to me there's an old song by the second chapter of acts <laughs> that was a band back in the 80s and uh, 90s, maybe early 90s, somewhere in there. Um, they, they sang a song about uh, living life upside down. What if you fall into the bottom of a well thinking you've reached to the top of a mountain? That's where we are right now. Everybody who's absolutely horrific is esteemed as great. Everybody who's great is not as demeaned as horrific. Like Christy Nome, one of the greatest governors in the whole country. She's absolutely ridiculed by people, by the esteemers of great or not great, the media. Governor DeSantis habitually attacked uh, President Trump, who's done the greatest job in my lifetime as president, and I'm including Ronald Reagan in that. If he, I'll, I'll stipulate in this, if he does more to attack the debt, he'll be greater than Ronald Reagan, but Ronald Reagan went through, the, the debt went through the roof with Ronald Reagan too, because they didn't cut spending, which is the problem now. But everything, everything is in reverse. If you absolutely suck at what you do, everybody considers you to be great. You know who just took over as the district attorney in Los Angeles? A guy by the name of Gascon. He was the former district attorney in San Francisco. That put the place where they have maps of where there's human feces on the street so you can avoid it. Needles all over the place. That idiot just took over Los Angeles because he did such a great job here. All right, put that back up for me. So you got Andrew Cuomo, who's responsible for somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 20,000 nursing home deaths because he himself, up until May, until May, was putting COVID-infected patients in nursing homes, according to his direct directive. He did it himself. All right, back to it. Sorry, Aaron. Here we go. After Emmy win, Aaron Cuomo can add another award to his resume. He was given the Edward M. Kennedy Institute for Inspired Leadership. What a freaking clown show. 
What a clown show. All right, Daily Caller tweet. So I'm putting them together now, laying the groundwork. Here we go. Here's Cuomo and Fauci together. Governor Cuomo to Dr. Fauci, we're like the modern-day De Niro and and Pacino. Play it for me. I think your voice on saying that the vaccines are safe uh, would be important. I said that as soon as uh, the vaccine is deemed ready and safe, I'll be the first one to take a vaccine. Uh, Maybe we enlist you. I'll do it with you. We'll do an ad telling New Yorkers it's safe to take the vaccine to... uh, to, you know, put us together. We're like the uh, modern-day uh, De Niro and Pacino. You can be which whenever, whichever you want. You can be the De Niro or Pacino. <laughs> Fauci I'll and Pacino. Cuomo, I'll give you a fun. Boy, who, who do you want to be, De Niro or Pacino? Which one do you want to be? I love them both. <laughs> I love them both. <laughs> you back to me. So as he laughs and chuckles, get the Aaron Miller tweets um, ready for me, Aaron, the graphs. But as he laughs and chuckles, There's all sorts of people that lost parents and even both their parents in nursing homes in New York because that idiot sent COVID infected. That's like, I mean, again, you're like, Tom, you're always saying that COVID's not that serious. It's serious for the elderly and those in nursing homes, which comprise somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 to 90% of the deaths in each state were actually in nursing homes. And you have this galactic idiot, Andrew Cuomo, his next door neighbor, Phil Murphy, who's the governor of New Jersey. You've got Tom Wolf, governor of Pennsylvania. Gretchen Whitmer. What's her name, Aaron? Wretched Whitless from uh, Michigan. They, all of them, abided, and Gavin Newsom did at the very beginning too. It's like, what do you hate old people? They shoved COVID-infected patients into nursing homes, and he's getting Emmys. He's getting the Edward M. Kennedy Institute Award for inspired leadership. I told you, we are living in a world that is turned upside down. You're swirling to the bottom of a toilet, and you think that you're reaching Mount Everest. That's what, that's how, that, that is really how our culture is. Everybody that sucks at what they do is esteemed as great. Everybody that is a worthless human being is considered to be an absolute statue of moral of moral high ground. And they're absolutely worth it. Most of them are baby butchers. So you have Fouch and Cuomo together there. The, what are they? The Pacino and De Niro as the thousands die around them the, and laugh and chuckle. Because you know why? They're not scared of COVID. Nobody who's healthy should be scared of COVID. So as they chuckle and they laugh, let's let's look at some graphs of them together, shall we? Here we go. Here's New York. And following what they do, you, know, you got to have a mask mandate. We have it back. Mask mandate right there, April 17th. Oh, wow. You know, it appears to have worked, right? You got lockdowns, masks. The cases go down. Well, you know, that's how it works every time with what's called a virus, you idiots. So here you go. And then New York did. So there's Fauci, you know, Falsely claiming New York did it correctly. They're all locked down and masked up. Whoops. Look at December 12th. And not only that, but December 10th. Look at Fauci praises New York again as their cases go through the roof. So back to me real quick, Aaron. So explain to me how it is that you lock down and you wear masks. If that works, why are your cases spiking? And if it doesn't work, why are you doing the same thing again? That sounds like insanity. Or is it not about controlling the virus? Is it about controlling human beings, period? Masked, distanced, and controlled. 
That is what the Democratic Party wants. That's what Klaus Schwab wants from the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. That's what Bill Gates wants. That's what Lord Mark Mollock Brown of the Open Society, who runs the Open Society for George Soros, who is the former CEO of Smartmatic as of four days ago. That former CEO from a year ago. Mollock Brown, who now runs the Open Society for George Soros, ran Smartmatic software. There, he was the CEO of Smartmatic Software during our election. You're like, Tom, you're vacillating back and forth between COVID and fraudulent election. It's all under that word, fraud. It's all fraud. It's always been fraud. Well, Tom, people die. People die of uh, you know, COVID. All time. People, listen, why is it that we have no excess deaths? Why is it that we're slated to have less deaths than we had last year? Total deaths in this country. If we, if we have... 280, 290, and the thing that really teased me off is I see the conservatives, and I put this out on Twitter and on Facebook. I'm waiting for one conservative pundit who has a big name, who who will grow a set of of you-know-whats, and will actually say what's true about the false COVID death count. I mean, if we have have no, this is coming out of John, the bastion of conservatism, John Hopkins Hospital, are saying we have no excess deaths this year. They just have re-attributed deaths. They've reattributed deaths into the right columns. That's all they've done. Flu's gone. Have you noticed it? Absolutely gone. It's a miracle it's gone. Flu kills 40 to 80,000 Americans per year. That's all gone now. Do you think that maybe all those flu, flu deaths, 80,000 of them, were attributed to COVID-19? Uh, according to the CDC, their own website, have you ever looked at their columns? of how they attribute deaths. There is no column on the CDC. Please challenge me. Any of you democratic fools who send me notes on here, challenge me. Look on there. There is no column that says COVID death only. Nothing. It's flu with COVID. It's pneumonia with COVID. It's other complications with COVID. There is no exclusive COVID deaths. 6% of the COVID deaths in this country are true COVID deaths. That's it. But yet here we are again. Put up that last one for me. Here's New York. You got the Pacino and De Niro, right? Well, here's how they compare in their cumulative efforts. New York and Florida. Florida right there. Look at where we are. This is as of December 10th. Today, Florida asking for trouble, everybody says, removes most restrictions. And look at our line versus New York. New York surging ahead. They're all masked. They're all locked down. They're all controlled. They have their king They have their rulers, Anthony Fauci and Andrew Cuomo, and they're doing way worse than Florida is, as usual, as they did from day one. Back to the other thing. All right. This is from Tucker Carlson. Most of of you guys have seen some of this. I broke it up into a couple couple different parts. The shocking video of the Chinese professor. There's a Chinese professor. It's been deleted now. It was put out, I think, accidentally probably by people in China. This is an esteemed Chinese professor speaking at sort of a convention. And he said some things that were pretty shocking. Play it for me. But we want to start tonight with evidence, with a remarkable video. This video was recorded a little over a week ago on November 28th. The man you're about to see speak is a professor from Beijing called Di Dongcheng. The video comes from an appearance that he made on a Chinese television show about Wall Street and international trade. 
Dijong Sheng works at Renmin University in Beijing. He is also, like so many in academia in China, a servant of his country's government. This video was deleted from Chinese social media soon after being uploaded, and there's a reason for that, as you'll see. <笑>为什么以前一九九二年到二零一六年之间中美之间各种问题都能搞得定是不是大家发现没有所有的危机不管是银河号事件还是炸大使馆还是撞了飞机所有事情全部是床头吵架床尾和两个月之内搞定什么
中美贸易战过程中，他们也试图帮忙啊。据我所知，美方的朋友跟我讲，这个试图帮忙，但是啊，利有不逮啊。Since the 1970s, he said, and he's an economics professor, you should know. Wall Street has had enormous influence over the way the United States government operates over American policy. The Chinese government, he says, has enormous influence on Wall Street. And that arrangement worked very well for a long time. Then Donald Trump unexpectedly was elected in 2016, and Wall Street was infuriated. Wall Street can't fix Trump, he said, but they tried. And this solves the mystery. If you're wondering why our political class has stood by and allowed the Chinese government to degrade this country and our way of life, why they've stood by as the Chinese government has flooded the United States with deadly opioids that have killed hundreds of thousands of people, or have stood by as the Chinese government ripped off billions in intellectual property from our companies, there's your answer. All right, back to me. Quick summation on that video segment. Our friend, when we had a conflict trade war with the United States, our friends on Wall Street were trying to help us. China flooded the U.S. with opioids. What killed George Floyd? It wasn't Derek Chauvin. It was fentanyl that killed George Floyd, which is there, there's a high probability that that came from China. China flooded the U.S. with the coronavirus. Stealing, they stole, they've stole, stolen copious amounts of our elect, uh, uh, intellectual property. But the key thing you need to be hearing in this, one, one video clip after another, are the friends that he speaks of that are in the United States. Play the next one for me. Answer. Earlier this year, the chairman of Harvard's chemistry department was arrested for taking $50,000 a month from the Communist Party of China in return for sending secrets and referring top scientists to Beijing. It barely rated as a scandal. You may not even be aware it happened. Why? Because so many are on the take, in effect. Donald Trump was an impediment to this very lucrative arrangement. And for that reason, Di Zhongsheng explains in the video, America's most powerful elites, and he calls them that, got to work on electing a new president. Again, read the words at the bottom of your screen as he speaks. But now, Donald Trump, he notes, because the Chinese do pay close attention to what we say here, Donald Trump has complained about Hunter Biden and his ties to the Chinese government. Those are real, he just confirms. So now you know why you weren't allowed to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, why big business aligned as one, the tech companies and the rest, to suppress that story, because they were implicated in it. Back in October, we interviewed a man called Tony Bobolinsky. We interviewed him because no one else would. Tony Bobolinsky was a business partner of the Bidens. Here's what he told us about China. And in a document that you guys have, and uh, I think it's been provided to, you know, to the world, the Chinese referenced that because of their trust in uh, the Biden family, that Chairman Yi and Director Zhang 
are uh, excited about moving forward in this. And in that document, they reference loaning $5 million to the BD family. Right. The BD family is the Biden family. What are the implications of this going forward? If Joe Biden is elected president, which could very well happen, how does this constrain his ability to deal with China? Are you asking for my personal I opinion? I am. I'm asking for your opinion as someone who's worked with the Chinese. So I think Joe Biden and the Biden family are compromised. I think Joe Biden and the Biden family are compromised with China. Looks like he was right about that. And it looks like the Bidens are far from the only ones who've been compromised. Gordon Chang has Here been... Here we go. All right, bring it back to me. So real quick on that last clip. Professor from Harvard, on the take, $50,000 a month. How many of you have ever even heard of that? If you're somebody who, you know, that doesn't pay attention every single day, like I do, then you wouldn't have heard, not that you should be. I'm just saying that, that you probably may never even heard of that. $50,000 a month, this is a professor for, for selling secrets to the Chinese. Hunter Biden on the take $1.5 billion from the, the president-elect's son. Imagine, imagine if it was the other way around. $1.5 billion deal from the Chinese. $1.5 billion deal that he flew over and secured on Air Force Two. $5 million loan to the Biden family. I want to, let's put this into context. How could this ever be that the Chinese government, which everything with the Chinese, it doesn't matter whether it has a private title on it or not. It's all, you cannot do one thing in China without the approval, consent, and backing of the CCP. You cannot. So, how is it that the Biden family secured a non-payback loan, they never need to pay it back, loan from the Chinese government, and nobody talks about it? Donald Trump talks about building a Trump Tower in Moscow a decade ago, and he's, he still has to answer for that to this day, and nobody talks about any of this. Can you imagine if it was the other way around? All right, Rising Serpent tweet. So you're telling me that the FBI knew that Dianne Feinstein employed a Chinese spy, <laughs> fact, for 20 years, 20 years, a Chinese spy drove Dianne Feinstein around, and that another one infiltrated the campaigns of multiple Democrats, including Eric Swalwell. Where, where, where's the Chinese infiltration of Republicans? Uh, nah including Eric Swalwell and Ro Khanna back in 2014 and 15, but they spent many years investigating <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Infiltrate, the Chinese have infiltrated Ro Khanna, Dianne Feinstein, Eric Swalwell, all within the last five years. I mean, it, Dianne Feinstein's prancing around for 20 years, two decades, with a Chinese spy as her chauffeur. Facts! And who do they investigate? Donald Trump. That makes a lot of sense. Remember what I told you? World upside down. Who's ever doing wrong? You're not a criminal at all. Who's ever doing right? You're the criminal. All right, from AFF, America's Freedom Fighters. Documents leaked Wednesday from Canadian news source Rebel News reveal an absolute disgusting betrayal from the slimeball Obama-loving Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. I think Justin Trudeau really does. He's one of those that actually needs to actually determine what sex he is. Because I don't, you know, I think he's lacking certain very important male appendages that I think are lacking in him. 
Seriously, he needs to check. Go to the bathroom, Justin, and actually yank your pants down and see if you're a male. Obama, <laughs> Obama-loving Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Documents show Trudeau planned to host Chinese military members in Canada for training specifically for winter warfare. No, nothing to any of this stuff, right? Listen, Justin Trudeau, he's an ally. Pfft, yeah, right. He's an ally of globalists. That's it. He's an ally of himself. He's how can I enrich myself? That's all that Democrats are about. And he's a Democrat. That may not be the name they wear up there in Canada, but he's a Democrat. That's all they care about is how can I be rich? How can I be famous? How can I use my political standing to gain millions of dollars? That's all they care about. Steve Guest tweet via Gateway Pundit. Joe Biden defeated again by the teleprompter. Joe Biden v. teleprompter. It's like it's like a UFC fight. Joe Biden versus teleprompter. All right, back to the tweet for Secretary of Health and Education Services. I nominate Xavier Bakiria, which is not the right name, by the way, and or is Education Services the right name. Joe Biden is a mess. It's health and human services. He said health and education services. And it's Javier Becerra, not Bukiera. Biden doesn't know the, ca- the cabinet office or name of the official. Play it for me. And I'm grateful to the members of my COVID team that I'd like to introduce to you now who will lead the way. I'm really proud of this group. He doesn't even know who they for are. For Secretary of Health and Education Services, I nominated Javier Bakaria. You know, Javier Bashir, excuse me. He currently, the Attorney General of California, leading the second largest Justice Department in America. Whew. Doesn't get the name right. It's Health and Education Services. He has no idea. It's Health and Human Services. Javier Bacchiera. It's Bashera. I mean, this guy has no, he, I guarantee you, he, I guarantee he has never met Javier Bashera in his life. And this is the clown that listen, I, he did not get 80 million votes. I refuse to say it. I won't say it. He got somewhere in the neighborhood of five to 8 million less than Donald Trump. So if Donald Trump got 75 uh, million, he got maybe 67 million votes. I hate to even say that. Cause I think that's even more than Obama got. But anyway, who knows what he got a whole lot less than Donald Trump. But this clown is who tens of millions of Americans vote for and you feel good about yourself? You're in absolute denial. All right, from the Gateway Pundit, Joe Biden's brother found out this week that Hunter Biden is under federal investigation for tax for tax situations. And Joe Biden's brother is also under federal investigation. There they are. Now let me read you some stuff about old Frank Biden. Frank Biden's now under federal, it's kind of strange. A little strange, isn't it? I mean, you got you got the Chinese spy stuff going on. You got Hunter Biden linked with China. $1.5 billion deal going to Hunter Biden, whose only great accomplishment in life is crack smoking. That's all he's ever accomplished in his life is taking nude videos of himself and crack smoking. And lo and behold, he lands a $1.5 billion deal with the CCP, right? All right, yeah. And fifty to eighty thousand dollars a month from the Ukraine, three point five million dollars from the Ukraine, three point five million dollars from the wife of the mayor of Moscow, is one of the richest women in Russia. Three point five million dollars from her, three point another three point five million from from her 
Somehow also to the Biden family. Hmm, strange, isn't it? Yeah, put it up there. There you go. There's Hunter. That's the guy landing great deals. There's a crack pipe in middle picture right there. That's the guy landing $1.5 billion deals in China, in Ukraine. Yeah. And then you got old Frankie. Frankie Biden, there he is. If you can't tell, he's the one on the right. Frank, uh, Frank Biden, let me give you his little, little uh, update on him. James Biden, the brother also, that was the one who, landed, you know, when Joe Biden was the attache to Iraq, you had old uh, James Biden go to Iraq and land a housing contract of about a billion dollars, and he's never built a house in his life. Kind of strange how that worked out, isn't it? Well, you got Frank Biden. Joe Biden in 2009 lands in Costa Rica, first visit of a high-ranking official in Costa Rica in uh, over 12 years. Right at the same time, Frank was working on deals in that country. Strange, isn't it? America basically ignores Costa Rica for 12 years. Nobody shows up. 1997 to 2009, nobody shows up in Costa Rica, not one soul. Well, lo and behold, weird. Joe Biden lands down there right at the same time old Frankie's down there. Isn't that strange? So Frank Biden's down there. Just a few months later, in August of 2009, Frank Biden becomes part of a newly announced multilateral partnership to reform real estate in Latin America. Frank Biden's vision for a country club in Costa Rica received support from the highest levels of the Costa Rican government, despite once again, zero building experience. In October of 2016, the Costa Rican ministry signed a letter of intent with Frank Biden's company, Sun Fund Americas, involving the operation of solar-powered facilities in Costa Rica. The previous year, the Obama-Biden administration had authorized a $6.5 million taxpayer-backed loan for the project that Frank Biden is involved with. Kind of strange, isn't it? How it always seems to work out well for the Bidens. And Hunter Biden on his laptop says he gave 50% to the big guy, to pop, 50% to pop, which is Joe Biden. And that's who you clowns voted for. Not those who, mainly those who are watching. Like and share this. I have a feeling we're being suppressed by Facebook a lot. So like and share this as much as you can. Just go ahead and hit share. Hit share right now. Hit share. I have a feeling we're being suppressed. Our numbers are low for us. Share this video as much as you can. All right, breaking 9-11 tweet. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf to reportedly ban indoor dining. Here we are again, 278 days into 15 days to flatten the curve. Great job, pastors. Great job quarantining Christians. Way to lead the way. It was all about, right? It was all about people's health. You were loving thy neighbor, correct? Yeah, right. You fell for an absolute totalitarian plot, a precursor of beginnings of sorrows, a precursor to the mark of the beast. Will you repent or are you just going to keep going? Christians going to keep going, going to keep wearing your little stupid mask. You're going to keep your, your distance services. You're going to keep having your, you know, we can open up safely rhetoric. You're going to keep doing it. You're 278 days in now. You're going to keep doing it. But Tom, there's more and more cases. Yeah, it's like every flu season. Numb nuts. Pennsylvania governor, demon, Governor Tom Wolf to re- reportedly ban. Here we go again, 278 days in, indoor dining, closed gyms, closed theaters for three weeks. Oh, don't worry. It's just another three weeks. It's just another three weeks. Don't worry about it, though. Him and Rachel, 
Rachel Levine, whose real name is Richard Levine. I forgot to get Aaron that picture. I love to put pictures of that guy up there because it just shows you who's running the health program in the state of of Pennsylvania. He's he's a real wonder. Calls himself Rachel. You got to see this guy. All right, lifenews.com tweet. Oh, you got it. There you go. Put it. There he is. That's who runs the health department for the state of Pennsylvania. That guy. That guy. I will not. Listen, again, this is how it works. It's the same thing as wearing a mask. If you are willing to call that guy a girl, you're a mask wearer. Because mask wearing is the same thing. It makes the same amount of sense. Masks do nothing. And you're willing to perpetuate that lie by saying that you're saving lives and that you're helping people. You're doing nothing. You're the same exact person willing to call Richard. Put his picture back up, Aaron, if you got it. Do you have it again? Did you get rid of it? Oh, you're the exact same person that's willing to call that guy a girl. Same thing. It, it, neither one of them make any sense. World upside down theology again. Don't let it be you. All right, life, lifenews.com tweet. So Ralph Northam hates babies and Christians. Amber Athey, Virginia Governor Northam attacks churchgoers and remarks on new COVID restrictions. It is the it is it is it the worship or the building? You do not need to sit in the church. Oh, thank you, Pastor Northam. Pews for God to hear your prayers. Uh, do I really care how he thinks that God does or does not hear my prayers? Let's look at how he stands on human life. Play it for me. I'm sorry, I just don't know what he said yesterday. Here's what Virginia's governor did say. The infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mothers. Now, Senator Sass. Oh, there you go. Back to me. So the baby's born alive, baby made comfortable, and then human beings will make a decision of whether or not to kill that human being. That's how that's where Roth Northern thinks. And he's going to espouse his viewpoints on whether I need to be sitting in a church or not when I pray. No thanks, Ralphie. No thank you whatsoever. All right, back. This is now we're going to focus more on there's a little bit, a little bit redundant at the beginning because I want to just lay the groundwork again. This is the Tucker Carlson stuff now going back to the Chinese professor. But now we're going to focus on one Eric Swalwell. Play the video for me. Can anyone imagine? Last night we showed you proof. We played a clip of a Chinese professor speaking on camera in front of a live audience, explaining how deeply his country's intelligence services have penetrated our government and our business establishments. This video was recorded just over a week ago. Watch the subtitles at the bottom of the screen. We have people at the top, at the top of America's core inner circle of power and influence. Well, of course, that means the government, it means Wall Street, it also means the media and the tech companies that distribute the media's products. And that may be why you didn't hear anything about this video elsewhere on television today. CNN claims to be an international network. They ignored it. So did MSNBC and the broadcast networks. Not a word about it. So much for their purported concern about foreign interference in our democracy. When China interferes, it's not a story. They don't care. 
That may be why so many news outlets ignored another blockbuster story about China, one that broke just today. This story comes from Axios in Washington, which is no one's idea of a right-wing news outlet. But to their great credit, a pair of Axios reporters doggedly spent the last year investigating what turned out to be an amazing story. A Chinese intelligence agent called Feng Feng, or as she renamed herself when she came to this country, Christine Feng, became a force within the Democratic Party of California. Along the way, she cultivated a number of Democratic office holders. Fung had sexual relationships with at least two of them, identified in the Axios story as mayors from Midwestern cities. Fung also began a relationship with a man called Eric Swalwell. You may recognize that name. Eric Swalwell is a member of the United States Congress. Swalwell sits on the House Intelligence Committee. He is privy to this country's most closely held secrets. Fung's relationship with Swalwell began in 2012. Like so many Chinese spies, Fung used college as her cover. She enrolled as a student at a university in the Bay Area, and she immediately joined a number of left-wing identity politics organizations on campus. From there, she quite naturally began raising money for Democratic candidates. U.S. intelligence officials believe that Fung had a sexual relationship with Eric Falwell, Swalwell. We asked Swalwell's office about that directly today. His staff replied by saying, they couldn't comment on whether or not Swalwell had a sexual relationship with Fung because that information might be, quote, classified. They did not elaborate or explain what they meant by that. We do know that when Fung met Swalwell, he was a little-known city councilman in the Bay Area, but he had grand political aspirations. Fung became his regular companion. She was photographed with Swalwell at political events several times. She became a financial bundler for his political campaigns. Fung apparently pulled in large amounts of money from a variety of sources to help Eric Swalwell get elected to Congress. It's not entirely clear where all of that money came from. We do know that Fung helped Swalwell secure the support of his district's Asian American community. Political analysts have called that a critical factor in his win in 2012. That's not a new trick for Chinese intelligence services. Another Democrat from the state of California, the state's senior Democrat, Senator Dianne Feinstein, employed a Chinese spy in her office for nearly 20 years. That spy drove Feinstein around and directly assisted her in outreach to Asian American voters. Now back like to me for just a second. We're going to write to another uh, Tucker video on Swalwell. Now I want you to keep something in mind as we look at all this stuff, whether it's Feinstein, Swalwell. These are the same corruptocrats that have attacked Donald J. Trump for years about being a Russian agent or colluding with Russians or making a wrong phone call to the Ukrainian prime minister. These are the same people. But yet, I haven't seen any fung fungs with Donald J. Trump of you, but they certainly are with, you have Dianne Feinstein, 20 years with a Chinese spy in her office. Swalwell having a relationship with fung fung, changed her name to Christine Fung, relationship with her. Where is this with the Republicans? Uh, I, I yet to see it. Play the next one for me. Or an outreach to Asian American voters. Like the spy that Feinstein hired, Fung gained access to Eric Swalwell's office in Washington. U.S. officials say Fung managed to install an intern in Swalwell's office, almost certainly as a spy for the Chinese government. Now, we don't know the full extent of Fung's intelligence activities in this country. Eventually, she fled the U.S. for China while under FBI investigation. Swalwell claims he hasn't talked to her in years. We do know that in Eric Swalwell, the Chinese government picked a promising vehicle. Swalwell is one of the most high-profile members of Congress. 
Last year, he ran for president of the United States. At every turn, Eric Swalwell has remained a reliable source of Chinese government propaganda. As a member of the House Intelligence Committee, he styled himself as an expert at spotting foreign interference in our government, remarkably. As you may remember, Swalwell spent years accusing the sitting president of working for a hostile power. The question has shifted uh, from whether the president is working with the Russians to what evidence exists uh, that the president is not working uh, with the Russians. He's betrayed our country, and I don't, I don't say that lightly. I, I worked as a prosecutor for seven years, and I... But betraying the country, by the way, we want evidence before you yeah. say that, but you said an agent of Russia. Yeah, he, he works on their behalf. Do you still believe that the president is a, a Russian agent? I think he acts on Russia's behalf, and he puts Russia's interests ahead too often of America's interests. You're a member of the judiciary. Do you believe the president right now has been an agent of the Russians? Yes, I, I think there's more evidence than he agent. is. Yes, and I, I think all the arrows point in that direction, and I haven't seen a single piece of evidence that he's not. Looking back, it's hard to watch that tape. The irony is overwhelming. It's always those who have the most to hide who attack other people for the very things they've done, always. Even at the time he was saying that, it was very obvious to us that something was very wrong with Eric Swalwell. So two years ago, we asked Swalwell to come on this show and reveal the evidence he claimed he'd collected on Russian collusion. Swalwell came, couldn't turn down a TV opportunity. He made loud noises, and he left. He had no evidence. But he didn't... So there you see... Attack after attack. I mean, calling the president of the United States a Russian agent numerous times. And he knew at that time that he had had this relationship with a woman who fled the United States. She was found out that she was under FBI investigation. Remember, this is 2015. This is before President Trump even announced that he was running for president. He knew that he had a relationship with somebody who fled the United States under suspicions of being a Chinese spy, under investigation by the FBI, fled the United States. He knew that the whole time, and he's sitting there accusing the president of the United States of colluding with Russians and being a Russian asset. Unbelievable. Last video, play for me. No evidence. But he didn't stop making allegations. Here he is at a hearing with Jim Comey back in 2017. I want to talk about the Kremlin playbook. And... There are a number of ways that a foreign adversary could seek to influence a person. Do you agree with that? Yes. Financial? Yes, that can be one. Uh, romance, you said, is another? Yes. Compromise? Correct. Setting up a compromise? Sure, to execute on a compromise, yes. How about inadvertently capturing a compromise? Meaning they have vast surveillance and you stumble into that surveillance and are caught in a compromise. And then they take that information, try and use it to coerce you. Yeah, right. that's part of the playbook. Oh, it's part of the playbook. Part of the Kremlin playbook, <laughs> Eric Swalwell says. So what they do, these foreign intel services, is they use sex, a honey trap, if you will, to set up a compromise. Uh -huh. Spoken like a man who knows that subject quite well. <laughs> when the Russia hoax subsided, as it inevitably did because it was a lie, Swalwell turned his energies to his first love, which is defending the government of China from all criticism. In March, Swalwell told the rest of us that we are racist if we describe where the coronavirus came from originally. He said this on Twitter, quote, when lawmakers refer to COVID-19 as a Chinese virus, they're not only misleading the public about a disease with confirmed cases in over 100 countries, 
They are stoking racism and xenophobia in our communities. Diseases don't have an ethnicity, period. So if you're bored sometime, take those words and type them into Google, and you will find analogs almost precisely to the word in Chinese state media. That's what he was repeating. If you ask Eric Swalwell, blaming the Chinese government for the coronavirus was a mistake. The right reproach is to defer to the Chinese government as much as you possibly can. In 2017, Swalwell expressed outrage that the Trump administration was taking too tough a position with China's ally, North Korea. He wrote this, quote, the president's reckless and inconsistent North Korea strategy risks American lives. Instead, Swalwell demanded, Trump must, quote, talk to experts, allies, and China. Swalwell had been saying similar things for years. In 2013, for example, he demanded that we, quote, engage China and Russia to keep Iran nuclear free. Do you notice a pattern here? Of course you do. And yet here's the amazing thing. As of tonight, with this, all this information public, Eric Swalwell, who has used his office to promote Beijing's talking points, almost word for word, ones that matter, by the way, a man who admits to a close personal relationship with an actual Chinese spy who helped him get elected to Congress, raised money for him, and put an intern, probably another spy, in his office, that man continues to serve on the House Intelligence Committee where he has unrestricted access to classified information. All right, back to me. All right, to sum up that last video, remember it's funny who he asked, he asked Comey, do foreign governments, he was talking about Russia at the time, does Russia use romance to elicit, uh, you know, different, you know, get, get you know, to get, you know, people, spies under their umbrella or get to, to, uh, to get people to, you know, to go, I'm trying not to use, I'm trying not to use overly sexual language or anything, but to, you know, basically get people under their influence, use the relationship, use romance, use, you know, like what happened to Swalwell. Well, we don't know if he, how much he was under their influence, but we can say that he endlessly defends China. He endlessly puts out their rhetoric and even verbatim puts out their rhetoric. And to this day, to this, what's Nancy Pelosi done? She knows that there's a member of the House Intelligence Committee, which has access to all the CIA's information, all the FBI's information, all the State Department's information, all classified information, basically. They have access to it all. This guy who's was had, who had a relationship, a long-term relationship, this girl was actually a fundraiser for him, helped him get elected, actually brought at least one intern into his office who is probably another Chinese spy. He's still, as of December 10th, 2020, he is still on the House Intel Committee. Nancy Pelosi is an absolute hack. Never does what is right. Only does what's politically expedient. All right, next up, this Eric Swalwell tweet. This is what he always does. This is what, what's up? Uh, no, that's it. We're done. That was it. No, I'm not done yet. I told you we'll do it at the end. Yeah, just let me do it. Let me run the show, okay? So here we go. Eric Swalwell. This is a Caitlin Corral's tweet, actually, about Eric Swalwell. Yeah, Caitlin Corral. Let's go, Caitlin. There it is, right there. There we go. All right. Said he severed all ties. Eric Swalwell said he severed all ties to Chinese spy Fang Fang or Fung Fung, whatever it is. Says it looks Fang Fang to me. In 2015, after he was briefed by intelligence officials, 
His father and brother are still friends with her on Facebook to this day. Swalwell's dad, also named Eric, like a picture she posted on March 12th, 2020. So he says he hasn't talked to her in years, but yet her dad is still Facebook friends with the actual Chinese spy. All right, BDW tweet. All right, the Swalwell scandal isn't about one-off dalliance with a Chinese spy. It's that, number one, he and the woman dated. She bundled political cash for him. She seeded staff into Capitol Hill. He serves on the House Intel Committee. And, oh, Pelosi knew all about the whole D thing. All right, now I need that tweet from Eric Swalwell. Not, yeah, just the tweet about COVID. There you go. This is what Democrats always do. Now, he's in the middle of this. Notice Notice the date, December 10th, 2020. Notice the date. There's nothing most of us could have done to stop 9-11. There's something all of us can do now to stop 90 more 9-11s. Let's do our part to beat COVID-19. CDC director, for the next 60 to 90 days, we're going to have to have more deaths per day than we had in 9-11. That's what you do. You want to hide from it. And the COVID-19 from day one, it's how they ushered in the office of the president-elect, Joe Biden. That's how they ushered in. They used COVID-19. Now he's going to use spikes in COVID to hide from this. And yet there are still Christians and Republicans, including Mike Pence and numerous other conservative pundits out there strapping on masks, afraid to talk about the false COVID death count. It is false. There has not been 290,000 excess deaths. There have been people who have died with COVID. There have been very few that have died of COVID. And you've had people that have died because COVID has complicated their already dire situation that they were in. Hence the reason why we have no excess deaths. But there's still Christians and conservatives. Of course, the demon rats are going to do it. But the Christians and the conservatives, you're still wearing masks around? These are the people. Swalwell is using COVID to cover up the fact that he had a relationship with a Chinese spy who fundraised and bundled cash for him. Now, we all know Swalwell, he likes to give his expertise in various formats and in various different interview situations. Here was a classic of his with uh, Chris Matthews a little bit ago. Play it for me. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. We did not edit that in. That came from MSNBC. A firm hired by George, the Secretary of State, to conduct an audit of Dominion Voting Systems technology used during the 2020 elections is the same one that previously certified the Dominion Systems and also approved a last-minute system-wide software change. Isn't it strange? A last-minute system-wide software change right before the elections. Isn't that strange in Georgia? Just weeks before the election, Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, hired the firm. Raffensperger also has ties with Dominion and used Dominion executive and Antifa activist Eric Coomer in his defense earlier this year. 
But don't worry, nothing to see in Georgia. Just go ahead and certify it. They're defending themselves right now against the Texas lawsuit. Texas is right. Georgia is wrong. Simple as that. All right, Shelby uh, Talcott tweet. A new autonomous zone in Portland. Here we go. I thought if Joe Biden was their president-elect, they'd all calm down. I guess not. A new autonomous zone in Portland is currently being set up and reinforced. Play the video for me. There we go. Some nice houses buying in the autonomous zone. There they go. Putting it together. Community coming together. There we go. How beautiful. Breitbart News tweet. How compassionate. Put it up there for me. There you go. How compassionate. This is reference freeing illegal aliens in California. Read the bottom part. California court order order frees 250 criminal illegal aliens in the last days. There will be lawlessness. Illegal aliens into, US, into the U.S. Illegal aliens who were released from ICE custody have been rearrested for child sex crimes, burglary, drug possession, and drunk driving. Excellent move, Gavin Newsom. Once again, Excellent move. All right, Jim Hoff tweet. 2060 verified dead absentee voters in Wayne County, Michigan, Detroit. The one, one of the only, there's only five cities that Joe Biden outperformed Hillary Clinton in, in the entire United States. This is one of them, and this is why. 2060 verified dead absentee voters in Wayne County, Michigan. How many more are there? Who knows? Kyle Becker tweet. Georgia, we scanned 113,130. We've adjudicated over 106,000. Adjudication is a dominion override function that is meant for a marginal number of ballots, not over a hundred. Uh, not over 100,000. This is shocking. Kenakoa tweet on the bottom. Fulton County's election director. We've scanned 113,130. We've adjudicated over 106,000. Ballots are adjudicated. If there is some question, the vote review panel then determines voter intent. Why adjudicate 94% of the ballots. Why would they go through 90%, 94% of the ballots? Adjudic- the adjudication process is for if there is a problem with the ballot, you come in and make a judgment on it. They they adjudicated 106, uh, they, we scanned 113,000. 113, they did 94%. They had 113,000 ballots. They adjudicated, they judged 94% of them, 106,000 votes. Play the video for me. That are adjudicated are if we have a ballot with a contest on it in which there's some uh, question as to what how the computer reads it. So the, the vote review panel then determines voter intent. It's all fraud, folks. Watch this election. I mean, watch this lawsuit that's going to go to the Supreme Court. And you need to be praying that the Texas lawsuit, accompanied by 18 other states, actually gets docketed with the Supreme Court. You need to be praying. That is our answer. I'm telling you that right now. This is the path. That's almost, listen, that is almost 40% of the country. I believe it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 36% of the country is now in a lawsuit. And other, listen, if... The Ohio governor had a set, Mike DeWine. He would should be joining this too. He should be joining. Look at the other one. North Kentucky should be. Sadly, they have a hack Democratic governor named Andy Bashir, a COVID 
totalitarian, but Kentucky should be in it. AG from Kentucky, you're probably a Republican. Join in. Idaho, join in. Wyoming, which isn't in the red yet, they're in already. Join in. Let's get as many states together as we can because this was robbed. See, for me, nothing should ever be too late. If somebody who's innocent is in in jail, I don't care if they were convicted. I don't care if they were convicted. Whatever the evidence was, if it turns out that they were innocent, well, if we let them loose, then we're going to have to acknowledge we made a mistake. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to right wrongs needs to happen. Well, what about the repercussions? People will rise up. People will, you know, riot and loot. Well, you know what? That's on them. We have to do what's right. This election was a giant fraud. There is no way Donald Trump won 83% of the counties, 83% of the counties and lost this election. He is the first incumbent in history to add to his vote totals on his re-election bid and lose ever. It never happens. Every Right now, we're at 13 seats gained by the Republicans on the down ballot and Donald Trump loses. It is impossible. He did not lose. That's an absolute fact, and we need to stand in that. Don't really, the, all the weak need, listen, I, I titled this program something along the lines of forget the cowards, stand with the lions, stand with the, don't, the cowards are gone. The Ben Sasses of the world, the Lincoln Project cowards, the alleged Republicans. Don't worry about it. It's just, it's just like the cowardice Christians. It's over. They, if they want to repent, they can. I'm leaving them behind me. And I'm standing with the lions. I'm standing with the lions and forgetting the cowards. Donald Trump won. I love you guys. Enjoy this video as we're heading off tonight. God bless you. I'll be back here Saturday night, 830. Love you. God bless you.